So not too long ago, I held this workshop at WPPI where I gave my top 30 creative strategies to get photography clients as fast as possible without paid ads. And it killed it. It sold out. It was incredible. I've been sitting on it for a little while and I've decided to bring it back, to bring it back and to give it directly to you. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to pay anything either. I just want to help you grow your business each day for three days. I'm going to share with you 10 ultra unique creative ways to attract dream clients to your photography business without spending a bunch of money. I'm calling this thing the three day client blitz and it is pure gold for three days. I'm going to give you so many creative ideas to get clients in your business right now. Just go to sixfigurephotography.com forward slash blitz six S I X six figure photography.com forward slash blitz b l i t z i can't wait to give you some incredible ideas you're listening to the six figure photography podcast with ben hartley where you get the positive energy you need to help you grow your business your relationships and your mindset if you need the show notes or want to check out the latest blog post visit sixfigurephotography.com Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Six Figure Photography Podcast. My name is Ben Hartley, your faithful host, and I want to start this episode off simply saying thank you. Like, thank you so much for passing me on uh, to any of your friends or other community members, any other photographers. Thank you so much um, for listening, for tuning into the podcast. Those two things mean so, so much to me, you guys. Look, the purpose of this podcast is to help you grow your business. Hard stop. That is it. I want to show up each week and and interview other guests and sometimes do solo episodes to help you grow your business. And so I'm really excited about this thing. You guys, um, I pay attention uh, to the comments that come through in the Facebook community and especially the DMs that I get on Instagram. By the way, you guys, if you ever need anything, if you have any recommendations that you'd like to give, you just want to give me a little shout out and say thanks or hi, uh, you can shoot me a DM on Instagram at jbenhartley. Now, I've seen a couple DMs that have come through on Instagram that were requesting a few more solo episodes for myself. Now, a lot of the time I'm interviewing other industry experts, but there's been a few episodes in the past that I've just gone solo with, and, and there's just been a lot of uh, uh, demand for that. And so I figured, you know what? Let's do it. Let's do some solo episodes. I'm going to actually be doing a seven-part series uh, for you guys. And each week, I'm going to take a different component of your business. I'm going to turn it upside down, evaluate it, uh, and, and, and give my thoughts on it. This is really going to be based off of um, a, a massive, like a boot camp, if you will, a, a crash course into your business. And so that's what we're going to be doing. And today, is episode one of this series, right? So we're in this uh, seven-part series. We're in part one. And, and, and today's episode, we're going to be talking of all about kind of the different approaches to getting leads in the door, to actually getting uh, contacts, getting clients to, to contact you uh, and to connect. It's the lifeblood of your business, you guys. If, if you don't have leads pouring into your door, then, then I don't know how you stay in business. And so we're going to be really evaluating this. And I want to take a different approach because there's a lot of there's a lot of things that we could be considering as we're talking about lead generation, but I actually want to focus entirely on the paid options that are available. So we're not going to be talking about vendor relationships. We're not going to be talking about um, the client experience and, and word of mouth and that kind of stuff. I actually want to take a look at all the different options, things like Facebook ads and, and wedding wire and the knot and, uh, and, and Google AdWords and SEO, all these different kind of components and just kind of share some of my experience on it, share some of my, my thoughts on these things to help you guys get started on the right foot. Does that sound like a good move? Now, look, you guys, here's what I want to say. Um, if you're tuning into this and you're listening to this seven-part series, awesome. There's going to be some really powerful insights along the way. If this is not the ideal way that you take in information and that you learn, I want to invite you guys uh, to check out the seven-day crash course that is in written form for you guys to go through, to take in at your own pace. 
essays, to reread through stuff, to take it all in. You can get this, you guys. You can get essentially what we're going to be talking about today in the next seven days um, or weeks, I suppose, at Six Figure Photography forward slash start. This is my Six Figure Photography like seven-day crash course on how to build a six-figure business. These are like the pillars of your business. If you want that, uh, sixfigurephotography.com forward slash start. Now, that being said, I think there's going to be some really interesting kind of um, um, caveats and, and, and insights and, and different kind of ideas and rants that are come that are going to come out of uh, me just kind of ranting about this stuff here on the podcast. So you guys strap in. We're going to do this thing. So let's let's start by kind of uh, addressing uh, this big question. This is this is the number one question that I get asked. I do one-on-one coaching for photographers. Obviously, this podcast, I've got the mastermind community. I've, I've dedicated an entire online course to this called Booked. And it's really based around this question of how do I get more bookings? How do I get more bookings? Because if you can solve that problem, you can pretty much solve all the other problems that your business is is going to be faced with, right? Like this is the first and number one question that you really need to solve. That's what we're going to be dedicating uh, today to you guys. So the reason that I chose paid advertising to kind of evaluate and to consider and, and to, to look at all the different options available um, is because like there is so much information for photographers out there on word of mouth, on networking, on client experience, all that kind of stuff. And, and I don't see that much information out there on what is actually working within within paid ads. I think there's just a lot of idea that it's all just a big waste of money. And, and I just want to say that, that that's false, right? It really, it's not true. All right. So let's talk about the most popular places that you can invest your dollars, your money uh, to discover more couples, more leads. Um, and then I also want to talk about uh, some of the big ones that have been wins for us, but then also the ones that have burned us. So let's kind of go down the list. For starters, you've got things like bridal shows. Uh, the next up is you've got your global wedding directories. These would be things that are still niche specific, something like Wedding Wire or The Knot. They're still gonna be, that's going to be focused on like, you know, wedding photography, but it's very global. It's like all wedding photography. Then you get to narrow down and now you get to go into these wedding directories that are far more specific to a certain aesthetic style approach. You know, like June Bud Wedding. June bug weddings tends to approach that a little bit moodier of a look, that aesthetic. Things like Style Me Pretty is that bright and airy look. Um, so you've got these really niche specific wedding directories. Now we've got like the the big one out there, Facebook ads. We're going to be talking a little bit about Google AdWords, um, organic SEO. Um, the, the other one that gets kind of wrapped up sometimes into some of these directories is these lead buying slash like bidding sites. And now as I say that, examples would be something like Thumbtack, right? So this is going to be where you're going to bid for the lead. Uh, would Folio would be another one. Uh, and then we're lastly going to talk a little bit about like traditional media. This is going to be um, magazines, uh, print advertisement. Have you ever got those phone calls? Like, I, I don't know if this is just the area that I'm in, but I get these phone calls all the time for like a golf course to be printed in like their advertisement for the golf course. I don't know. Things like that. So before we jump in, I need to kind of give this uh, caveat to the whole thing because different business models are going to have varying levels of success with any of these investment opportunities, right? And so what I'm going to give you is my own experience with each, with each of them as a wedding photographer um, and what I would recommend from that experience. And so uh, the other point is that at different points in my career, it warranted different marketing strategies, right? If you're just starting out, a bidding site like Thumbtack may make sense. Whereas if you're a 10-year vet and you're you know $5,000, it might not make as much sense. And so depending on where you're at in your business, it's going to change the marketing options that best uh, are suited for you. And so there's no just like a full like blank slate that gets put on all of this stuff. You really have to evaluate what are your goals, where are you at in business, even geographically where you're at and what's going to serve you the best. All right, you guys, we have a lot to get into. So we're going to start with bridal shows. If you've been paying attention to me the last month or so, I've been really on a bridal show 
kick. Now, uh, the very first year that I started in business, um, I did two bridal shows and it was amazing. Uh, the shows cost something like $350 to attend and I only charged like 750 bucks a wedding. I was so cheap, you guys. And directly at that show, the very first show that I did directly at it, I booked like eight couples right there, right then signed on the dotted line. And so, uh, this is the downside again, I was so cheap. Like honestly, starting at 750, most people probably averaged uh maybe around 1000, 1500 bucks was probably my average kind of collection and I just gave the world away. And so, you know, early on I had that success and then a few years later, uh, my prices started to go up, right? So like $3000, $4000. By that time, uh I was probably more at like that $4000 range for like a 6-hour collection, right? And I attended a show and it was a complete bust, you guys. It was, it was, it couldn't have gone any more wrong. And so, uh, I pretty much wrote off bridal shows, right? I, I wrote off the whole thing, uh, and I blamed the show that, that it was a waste of time, that it only attracted budget couples, that it was for beginner photographers, and that successful photographers shouldn't be at bridal shows, that your ideal client isn't there, that I should be doing things like Facebook ads. And I just blamed the whole show uh, for things. And then fast forward, you guys, I was actually gifted another opportunity to attend a show. And because it was just like handed to me on a silver plate, it was this free marketing opportunity, I figured, why not? Let's do this thing. Um, but I decided that if I was going to do it, I was going to switch some things up. I was going to try some different uh, strategies, intentionality to really stack the cards in my favor to see if something else could be true. If, if maybe I had the ability to to walk away from a bridal show with a great experience, like honestly, maybe I was just doing it wrong. And so from a single show in 2017, you guys, I brought in 70K. I closed 70K worth of weddings right? 70K worth of weddings. That was nuts. And so here's what I want you guys to know. Um, bridal shows, you can't just show up to a bridal show. You can't just book a bridal show and expect it to just like work for you. There is intentionality behind the whole structure. There is an actual plan, a system that if you follow, it will work for you. But you can't just rely on the bridal show in itself as, as the vehicle itself to just work, right? Um, and so that, that'd be the first thing. And so if you're considering a bridal show, um, I, I guess a couple thoughts. If if you have that plan, if you've gone through uh, my training inside a book, if you've gone through my bridal show training, then then 100% do it. Honestly, the, the, the training works, do it. Um, also, if you've just started out in your business, you've got the upper hand. Or even if you just moved to a new city, like if you are like a, 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 have a military business where you're like your spouse is in the military and you're constantly moving from location to location, or you're just, you know, you just upped and moved, whatever it is, if you're new to a location, a bridal show is such a great opportunity to kind of stake your flag on the ground and say to your local market, here I am, and to make those relationships and those connections with your other local vendors, right? Uh, so that is what I've got to say about bridal shows. Um, and there's going to be a, a little bit more information, by the way, on bridal shows uh, on uh, on the seven-day crash course. And I'm going to get a link down in the show notes as well. If anyone is interested in learning more about the whole bridal show strategy that I have, again, this is like a three-hour training. I'm not going to undo it all right here on the podcast. But if you're interested in it, there'll be a link in the show notes where you can uh, get a little bit more information. At the very least, get on the wait list for that. Next up, you guys. Let's keep going down the line. I want to chat a little bit about bridal directories from like a mass scale. When I say again, mass scale, I'm talking about things like wedding wire and the knot um, because these type of directories, they accomplish a couple tasks. For starters, because they're so globalized and they're so big, they do provide brand recognition, right? Like when someone searches your studio, it'll help when you pop up on, on Wedding Wire or the Knot. It'll help move a, a client who's who's on the fence uh, uh, to, to actually solidifying the deal with you, especially um, if you get to show off reviews. Review Like these global sites are all about reviews, right? And I'm going to say this. We used to be on um, Wedding Wire and The Knot, and I've gone through all the testing. I've done their Spotlight. I've done their Featured. I've done their lower things. Right now in 2019, I've dropped all of it, and I'm just on a free, uh, a free option. And so a couple thoughts on that note, right? 
they have varying degrees of success depending so greatly on your location. Right, so wedding wear they're not are not all created equally depending on where you live. Like, it, like in the Midwest, it's not going to be the same as the West Coast. You, so you really, even city to city, state to state, you really almost need to do some testing or at least do some research in your local market because there's varying degrees of success with these platforms depending on where you're at. Um, I will say that when we had the spotlight, which is like the highest spot there, um, we did see some some uh, stuff come through. As soon as we dropped down to that middle tier or even the paid bottom tier, it all dropped off. It all went to zero, right? And so these, these two platforms, they did not dramatically increase our bookings directly, right? However, if you do it right, uh, it can be a, a, a huge kind of um, uh, elevation to your brand, right? Because they these global directors, they're going to provide credentials. They're going to provide social proof for your clients. So once again, your number one goal on any of these directories is to get five-star reviews across it. Like clients want to know that if they are going to spend out the wazoo to have you, to hire you as the photographer, that, that you are credible, that other people have gone before them and done it. Right, that other people have pulled out their wallet and and bought your service and had an amazing experience from it. And so, um, right now, I think we've we got around two hundred reviews on Wedding Wire. Like that's huge. Like two hundred is nuts. Um, and so, this is not just for clients, by the way, on like Wedding Wire, the not, but even vendors who are interested in working with us, like planners especially. They want to see these reviews. They want to see that you've been in business. They want to see that other couples enjoy your service. Uh, they, they're they looking for this stuff. And so typically what I was looking for before we dropped Wedding Wire was I was looking to essentially break even, right? Like that was kind of my thought process. I'm looking to break even. And so if, if we invest, let's say $3,000 uh, to hold one of the higher positions on the platform. And I can book one $3,000 client, one $4,000 client from it. Um, then to me, it'd be worth it because that intangible value of brand recognition, of showing up, of moving people who are on the fence, who then contact you on your website and they push through. Do you know what I mean? Like I think bookings were occurring indirectly from it, right? Um, so at this point, you may be wondering, like, which is better, wedding wire, the knot, uh, all that kind of stuff. I actually have a whole video on this on YouTube. I will get a link to that video in the show notes uh, below, kind of evaluating which of these two is better. Again, that you also have to ask and consider the question of your location, okay? And so if I could summarize my this this kind of little portion on bridal shows, my best advice is sign up for a free account. Do not pay them a dime until you build reviews on it, right? Build reviews. And when you do this, they are going to contact you and they're going to keep asking you, do you want to do you want to go to the next package up to you? Just like you need to tell them like answer the phone, don't just keep ignoring it and tell them, "Look, listen, I'm going to be on this platform for a year and I'm not going to pay you guys anything. I'm just going to generate reviews on it. And until I do that, contact me in a year. But if I hear from you again, right, like contact me in one year, I'm on the free one. I'm not upgrading and just try to talk to them. Now, it, you should only have one representative. This is an ideal word. You should have one representative for your location. And, and so that's one person that you're talking to, one person who should be keeping track of that information, one person who's going to be calling you. So as long as you level with them and, and you don't just like hang up on them all the time and you tell them what you're actually doing, in my experience, they listened and they left me alone till the end of the year. And I hope you have that same experience. So you guys go, uh, don't pay them a dime, sign up for free, get reviews to start. Then you get to evaluate if you want to start moving up to some of the paid options. All right, podcast listeners, we're going to take a quick pause here in order to give a thank you to the supporters of the SFP podcast, because if you're listening, it likely means that you have a small business or you know someone who does. And if this is you, you are wearing far too many hats. And some of these hats are amazing, right? Like being a photographer, but some like filing taxes, running payroll, not so great. This is where Gusto comes in. This is the solution, you guys. Gusto, G-U-S-T. 
T.O. Gusto makes payroll, taxes, HR actually easy for small businesses. I used to be on like an old school payroll processor from like 1982, and it was terrible. Gusto now has fast, simple payroll processing. Uh, This is the really cool thing. They automatically pay and file your federal, state, and local taxes so you don't have to worry about it. Um, They make like like W-2s, sending out 1099s, uh, incredibly easy to run. You guys, those old school clunky payroll providers, the one that I was on that I just left, uh, they just weren't built for the way that the small modern business uh, is meant to work, but Gusto is. You guys, no joke. I got really excited because I switched to Gusto before they contacted me uh, to come on as an advertiser. I'm like, this just makes sense. I actually use this thing. Um, The really cool thing, too, is everything is online, like the ability to sign, store, and organize all the employee documents. It's all online. It's all in one place. You guys, let Gusto wear one of your many hats. Uh, It gets better because for you podcast listeners, you get the first three months free when you run your first payroll. Try this demo out for yourself at gusto.com forward slash photo. That's gusto.com, G-U-S-T-O forward slash photo. Look, we're going to stay on theme here and keep talking about giving you guys solutions for all the things that are terrible to do. Um, So you guys remember when you started your small business, right? Like it was no small fee. Uh, You're spending uh, late nights, early mornings, the occasional all-nighter. Bottom line, uh, ever since then, you've been insanely busy, right? And so one of the biggest challenges uh, is invoicing and it's accounting, Right. Let's make things a little bit easier in 2019. Our friends at FreshBooks have a solution. FreshBooks, this is invoicing and accounting software designed specifically for you as small business owners. It's simple, it's intuitive, and it keeps you way more organized than the dusty shoebox filled with crumpled receipts. You can create and send professional-looking invoices in 30 seconds. And then the best part is uh, get them paid two times faster with automated online payments. Uh, I love that part. File expenses even quicker. Uh, Keep them perfectly organized for tax time. And the best part is this. As your business continues to grow, which it will in 2019, let's be honest, you're going to always have the tools that you need when you need them without ever having to like figure out or learn all this accounting shenanigans, right? So you guys... 24 million people are using FreshBooks. Try it out for 30 days free. There's no credit card required. There's no catch. Uh, go to freshbooks.com forward slash photography. Freshbooks.com forward slash photography. And then enter six figure photography in the section where it asks, How did you hear about FreshBooks? Right? Make sure you get that part down. When it asks, How did you hear about FreshBooks? Enter six figure photography. You're going to get your first 30 days free. I'm excited for you guys to check out FreshBooks. All right, let's get back to the show. Let's go into some of the more specific directories, right? So now moving away from something that's global, like like the knot and like wedding wire, and now we're going to start hunkering down into like offbeat bride, things like June bug weddings, things like style me pretty. These are going to be very hyper specific directories. Now, even as I say that, What I mean is that they are going to really be uh, very niche-specific on targeting an ideal client, your ideal client, right? That's what's going to be coming from these things, as well as community. And so these... These kind of niche directees, they, they give us great feelings as photographers, and they also give us a great community. I think they really elevate our confidence, and they help our brand really push into this very focused direction. But what I've also noticed about them is that it's less often that our clients are finding us on these directories and that uh, instead we're actually uh, citing the directory, right? Saying like maybe a client finds us on our website, a client finds us on Instagram, and then we're saying like, hey, look, also we are a preferred vendor on Style Me Pretty, or maybe we're adding that into our bio, right? And so it just doesn't tend to have the like clout or review power as some of the bigger directories like Wedding Wire and the Knot in regards to generating leads back to your business. That being said, 
again, that community aspect of, of being a part of one of these things could realistically make it worth it. If, especially if you're looking to do partnerships with other photographers, you're looking for that community, you're looking for like-minded people. Um, that community, honestly, it really can be worth it. And again, it can be worth it if your brand is so perfectly in tune with that specific directory's target audience it's going to actually bring you those incredibly pre-qualified ideal clients, but your brand, you really need to make sure that you're not like fooling anyone. Like you're not fooling yourself. You're not thinking something that's not true. Like your brand needs to be so in line with that very specific uh, directory. And then the other thing is this, if publications are important to you, which they should be, by the way, um, you are going to be much more likely to have your work featured on one of these specific directories blogs if you are a paid advertiser. So if you want to get involved and be featured on Junebug Weddings or on Style Me Pretty, your chance to get published into that blog is much more likely if they know you, you're a paid advertiser there. It's not guaranteed. I'm not saying it's a pay-to-play type of thing. I am just saying that you're much more likely to get featured on on one of those blogs. And again, these blogs uh, have have high um, respect within the industry. They have a ton of SEO juice to pass on to you. And so it's not um, it's not necessarily a bad thing, but you really need to make sure if you're going to go down this route, that your brand is directly in line with the brand of the specific directory. All right. Next up. Facebook ads. Let's talk Facebook ads as a paid option for generating leads. Now, I think most of us have this love-hate relationship with Facebook. I think this is this is true of most, not even photographers, but just like people. It's like, yes, I get to learn that my sister got a dog, but I also have to deal with the fact that you're spying on everything that I do. It's like, I guess it's a fair trade. I want to know that she got a pug. Um, take all my information. But here's the thing. When I first started, and when, I think when most of us started, Facebook was was complete gold as a completely free option, right? It just worked. It just broadened work. It was like the referral king. There wasn't a thing of as, as ad. I don't even know if ads even existed back then. They, they, they didn't. It was just all free. But in today's world, like that, you can't expect that, you guys. You know, you know this now. Like you, you make a post on your photography page, and it will get maybe two likes. One is your own. The other is your mom. And and the only way to get your stuff out there is to boost it, is to, to run ads, right? That's It's it. It's really it. Um, so is it worth it, you know? Now, I think there's, again, varying levels of success with this. For certain business models, it will work like hotcakes, right? So like when I say certain business models, I think with portraiture, um, it works really well. Boudoir, um, seniors, families. I think with portraiture, uh, when you have something that is – a, a lower uh, cost of entry uh, for starting into this thing, um, it it's, it's, can be truly amazing. H- however, I think with high cost, uh, like luxury business, like a high cost service, luxury based business, well, like weddings, um, they aren't necessarily the holy grail. They still can work. Don't mishear me. They still can work and they still can be amazing, but it's not necessarily my holy grail, right? Um, so with the right targeting, you can be successful at gaining leads on Facebook ads. You, you, there's so much testing that goes into this. And I think a lot of people don't have patience for that. And not only that, but it's constantly changing. And so you, you test it one way and then they change the algorithm or they change the way that the Facebook module works, the ads module works. Uh, and so that can get a little frustrating. But of all of the pay-per-click options, right, this is the one that I would recommend. And there's a few things that I would recommend. Um, So there's a couple things that work, and I'll just give you some high-level stuff. There's a a number of Facebook ad strategy episodes of the podcast that I've had that I would encourage you guys to go watch. I'm going to make sure that I get links down in the show notes to all the Facebook ad strategy episodes that I've done. I've done a number of them. But um, out of all the uh, options, here are some things that I would really recommend. Number one is if you were going to use Facebook ads for retargeting, right? Then I think it's a great move. When I say retargeting, what I mean is it's where you put a pixel on, if that's what Facebook calls it, a, a pixel on your website that says anybody who lands on my website, I'm going to retarget them with ads. This is like when you you end up on Sears.com looking at refrigerators. When we have bought my house, I started to look at refrigerators on Sears. And then I, for like the next three months of my life, all I saw on Facebook and Instagram was refrigerator ads. And I had already bought the refrigerator. And so I'm so annoyed that I'm just inundated with refrigerator ads left, right, and center. But this is what it does, right? It shows that 
I landed on Sears website. I was interested in a refrigerator and now I'm getting retargeted for these ads. You can do this for your own business. So if someone lands on your site, they land on a blog post, um, you can retarget that person. And this is powerful because people, they, we often get distracted. Maybe they landed on your site and then they got interrupted. Their phone died. Their kid pooped on the floor. Who knows what it is? These are all real experiences in my own life. I got the twins, remember? And so maybe they had to dart away. But now you get to remind them the next time they hop on Facebook or Instagram, bloop, your, your ad is going to pop up and it's going to be a retargeting ad. Another really powerful thing that you can do uh, is uh, you can do a giveaway. Now, I, I'm not a huge fan of these personally. They work really well, by the way. They work really well. I just don't like giving things away. But that's also because I have leads. I don't need to give stuff away. I think if you don't have leads in the door, a really powerful move is to run something like an engagement giveaway, uh, essentially like a model call where you're um, taking applications for people to, uh, to apply to win. And you're going to try to convert them into an actual uh, couple of yours after you do the free shoot, like knock their socks off, blow them away at every stop. Uh, so that way they cannot imagine not having you as their wedding photographer. There's a whole other bunch of strategies really specifically around that. The one that I really like is is something that's going to um, really connect with the the humanity side of your couple's. Right. This is like the 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 story driven human side of people. This is the stuff that like these are the type of ads that like like El, like you just see on like Ellen. These are the stories that like Ellen would pick up and she would see a story and then she'd bring that person on. And so if you can if you have a story, if there's a couple that you photographed and something amazing occurred on the wedding day, something that just uh, it just melted your heart. It, it, it blew you away. Then potentially you could create an ad sharing that story, getting the couple's permission and sharing that story, showing the accompanying image was, images with it and, and seeing how, like what, essentially what the internet does with it and, and try to push ads to it and see if it can become uh, almost like a viral thing. Now, obviously the goal is not to end up on Ellen, but that's kind of the analogy that I could give you. You know what I mean? It's like these random stories, these videos that you see go viral online and then Ellen ends up, you know, the dad's on stage with like the two-year-old and they're doing backflips together or something. And it's this heartwarming story. If you can create an ad based around a story like that, then that really has some legs too. But again, so much testing and learning. I will make sure to get links in the show notes for everybody for, uh, for all the different Facebook uh, guests that we've had on the podcast. Now, Let's keep moving, you guys. Uh, Google AdWords. Let's talk Google AdWords. I t- well, they've they've really uh, dialed back, I would say. But even just last year, at least three calls a week, you guys asking me if I would like to be on the front page of Google. Now, literally, they know I'm I'm already on the front page of Google. But people, I get these calls all the time. Would you like to be on the front page of Google? Would you like your business to rank on the front page? And and. And so I would always get these calls. And I think it was 2015, maybe 14, I took the bait. (laughs) Early on in my career, I took the bait. And I promise you, I will never get that $500 back. I remember answering the phone. I was at my grandma's house. I was sitting on her front porch. And I'm talking to this guy who's promising to get me on the front page. And and he's walking me through how it's going to happen. And I I was excited by the, the prospect of the whole thing. And, uh, and of course, like it didn't work. It, 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 well, it, he did what he said he was going to do, but it didn't generate leads because he ended up running Google ads for me. Here's the problem with Google ads. You and I are smart. And if you and I are smart, so are your leads. You guys, people are smart and they know when something is, is an ad and when it's organic, right? So, you know, like when you search something on Google, right? And like, let's say I'm looking for a dentist, dentist, Delaware, Ohio, right? I'm searching for a dentist. I, I immediately scroll past the very first, the top two or three ones that are there. And they have that little yellow ad mark on it. Do you know what I'm talking about? I just skip it. I skip right past it. And I go to the actual first organically listed, uh, item on the menu, right? Your consumers, like as even like even myself as a consumer, I don't want to hire the person who paid to be at the top. I want to hire the person who actually earned to be at the top organically. And if you could see me right now, I'm saying earned in air quotes because even that can be a little bit of a facade. Um, but our clients, they're no different than you or I, right? So uh, this is really rad. Um, there was a study conducted by Group M. They sampled 1.4 billion searches. 
and showed that search engine users overwhelmingly click on organic results on Google and on Bing. But check this out, you guys, a margin of 94% to 6%. So you're welcome to go after that 6% with your paid AdWords. But man, like have at it, it's a waste. Like pay-per-click Google ads, they just don't bring in leads. They get expensive incredibly fast. You can expect to pay anywhere from like two to $11 per click. And that all depends on your area, depends on the competition. There's a lot of variables that's a big number, two to $11. But even $2 a click, you guys, that click is not a guaranteed lead. That means they click on your website. Right. So look, if you're like, if you just want to burn through money, you want to test some things out to tell people that it didn't work, um, then go ahead and do this. By the way, pay-per-click does work for certain industries. Again, this is varying depending on what you're doing, what you're building. But I think for uh, a service-based industry, especially a service-based luxury industry, um, pay-per-click is not the go-to. Okay. So now, where does that take us? If you guys were following along at the top, uh, let's kind of do a quick review, you guys. Here's what we've here's what we've addressed. We've addressed bridal shows, the global wedding directories like Wedding Wire and The Knot. We've addressed the specific directories, things like Style Me Pretty, June by Weddings. We've we've discussed uh, Facebook ads. Google AdWords. We've got three left to talk about today. The next one is going to be uh, organic SEO, right? Google organic SEO. After that, we're going to get into lead bidding, buying sites, thumbtack, wetfolio. And then lastly is going to be like traditional media, magazines, that kind of stuff. So let's do this. Organic SEO. This is the holy grail. If you can achieve it, I think that's, that's, that's what makes it the holy grail is if you can achieve it. Um, so I think even more difficult is is navigating all of of the jargon and the slew of company companies like offering the service. You've got so many different people who are promising to get you on the first page. They're promising SEO uh, that is going to skyrocket you up the ranks in Google. And it seems like one company will claim um, first page results for like $2,000 a month. And then you're going to get another company who's going to be able to say like, hey, I'll get you on the first page uh, for $400 a month. And then you're going to get someone who's going to say, hey, pay me $2,000 one time, 1000 bucks one time, $500 one time, and I will do that. The, the range uh, in this thing is probably as broad as the range of wedding photography prices, right? And so SEO, it is, uh, it's a continually rapidly growing field that is ever changing. It is full of companies that want, (laughs) they want to take your money and leave you empty handed. And it's one of those things that I want to caution you guys on because it's easy, uh, relatively easy to pull a fast one on you with SEO because it's a little bit of this like behind the scenes, uh, thing you don't really know what's going on, what work needs to be done, what work is being done. Results are um, it's easy to kind of fabricate results and show uh, and show proof unless you know how to actually um, do the research and, and and test the results. Do you know what I'm saying? I guess what I'm trying to say is it's kind of a different language for a lot of creatives. And so for a company to come in and, and charge you a thousand bucks a month and say they're going to do this thing and then and then kind of show you that they have, but maybe it hasn't been fully done, is easy to take place. And so just like I want to caution you on Google AdWords and how I got duped, I also want to caution you on SEO because I've also been duped in SEO. This is not an episode I'm particularly proud of, you guys. You've learned of two situations where I've been duped, but this one was far more egregious. Uh, this this time um, with organic SEO, I hired someone, and actually this needs to be addressed. I hired someone who uh, had a company. They were even on the podcast, right? Uh, and um, and that episode has been uh, since been taken down. They were on the podcast. I hired them for like two thousand dollars a plus, close to three thousand dollars to work on my SEO, and they took my money and closed up shop. Uh, they did this to a number, uh, hundreds of other photographers, and uh, did not complete the work, did not refund the money, um, and just pretty much disappeared into thin air. Right, and I'm bringing this up because you you also do want to be cautious, right? That's what I'm trying to get at. You want to be cautious. Now, as I as I'm sharing, uh, kind of the high level of, of this horror story, I also want to share that um, there are I've got some great recommendations out there, so you don't have to take the risk uh, on your own, right? You you don't have to take the take the risk completely on your own, and so. 
The best advice that I have to give you is that there are a number of things that you can do yourself personally, um, but but I, I think more than anything is to to connect with a local SEO uh, expert, not an agency, not a massive agency typically, right? Um, because a lot of the big companies are out there just kind of automating everything. They're not doing um, the, uh, they're not really working with you specifically on this. So if you've got someone local in your town, you've got someone that you can connect with, you can meet with over coffee, uh, that could be a great option, right? The next option is there is someone that has a proven track record within the industry of, of doing great work. Uh, and so proven track record means that he's incredibly active on all the various social channels. He's spoken at uh, WPPI. He's, he's deep in the trenches within the community and I trust him. And his name is Corey Potter. Uh, and you can check him out. He's been on the podcast as well. I will make sure to get a link down below in the show notes to Corey Potter's episode. Um, but Corey Potter, ha uh, he runs Fuel Your Photos. And I have hired Corey Potter to work with me specifically, pulled out my own wallet. It was not a favor. I paid him to do the work. And uh, and I've really enjoyed Corey. Uh, he's, he's an incredible individual. So I really want to recommend Corey Potter, Fuel Your Photos. Now, anyone who promises you overnight success is either lying or they're cheating the game. And cheaters always get caught in SEO. Okay, just remember that. And so it, like finding an individual, finding someone that you can trust is really hard work. That's why I'm going to once again recommend Corey Potter fuel your photos. But once you have SEO in place, you guys, the results are so well worth the investment. And this is one of those long-term things. It's something that I continually invest in with my business, always looking for the next year, always looking to be ahead of the game. Instead of waiting for change to hit me, instead of waiting for the algorithm in Google to change and to, sh to throw off my lead generation and to throw off my rankings. I'm, I'm constantly staying in, in touch with this. It is, uh, it's a huge generator of business for our business. Um, SEO, it's a massive topic, by the way, you guys. And when I mentioned that you can do some things on your own, I'm going to be covering that in a later week's episode of the podcast in this seven-part series. Okay, so I will be going into SEO in a little bit more depth and in a few weeks uh, in upcoming uh, lessons. So again, invest in SEO. If you are interested in keeping this business for the long term, like if you're in it for the long haul, you know that you're going to be a professional full-time photographer, then you better invest in SEO. If you're not, then maybe maybe you hold off because again, this is a long-term play. This is a long game that you're going at here, uh, but it is massively worth it if you can work with the right individual, okay? Now, uh, this takes us to our second to last. We're going to talk a little bit about some of these lead buying bidding sites. Uh, an example of this would be something like Thumbtack. A lot of photographers are familiar with Thumbtack, something like Wedfolio. Now, personally, I do not like these sites for my business. Again, for my business, I don't like them. Now, but understand that they may have a place in the market. They may have a place for your business. The the reason that I don't like them, uh, even just in, is like maybe a, a globally, I'm not a huge fan of them, is because they encourage photographers to bid against one another, uh, like a race to the bottom, right? So the lowest bid wins. Essentially, all the power is in the lead's hand. And so a lead will, will post up a job. Hey, I'm looking for a wedding photographer. This is what I'm interested in. I've got a budget around $2,000. Now they post that up and you get an email saying, hey, someone's looking to hire a photographer. Uh, would you like to bid this job? Now for you, this means that you pay uh, maybe uh, anywhere, I think it's like five bucks, seven bucks, 10 bucks, something like that. You pay to offer a bid at the work. So you say, sure, I will do that job for $2,000. And then someone else uh, counters and they say, well, I'll do that job for $1,500. And then the couple says, hey, someone's willing to do it for $1,500. Would you do it for less? And then you're like, well, I'll do it for 1200 And then some other guy comes in and says, you know what? I'll do it for 950 bucks. Boom, they got the job. Now, <laughs> this is kind of the model of it is 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 just kind of bidding against one another. And so if you are willing to compete on price, if you are just starting out in your business and the alternative is you sitting on your hands, right? And not shooting, not practicing, not getting better, not building your portfolio, not generating uh, any sort of buzz for your business, um, then maybe it's a good option, right? If, if you're just starting out, it can be a great option uh, to begin to get people in the door. If, however, you've been at the game for a little while, 
you're you're at a much higher price point, you're not willing to compete on price, you're not willing to put yourself through that, then I would pass on these things, okay? So I don't want to completely uh, kind of dog on Thumbtack Woodfolio, um, but they are personally not the right option for myself. If I was just starting out again, maybe I would consider it, all right? Now, lastly is this. We're going to talk print for a second here. More traditional advertising, magazines, uh, print collateral, this type of thing. Here's what I would like to say about this. This is more end game. Again, this isn't right or wrong. This isn't good or bad. It just has a place in your marketing strategy and it's and it tends to be more end game. Print is going to do far more for like brand recognition than it's going to do for direct lead generation, right? So what I mean is this. Print isn't dead. It's, it's, it's certainly not dead. It's just changed dramatically like in traditional media this should be like the last place that you invest your advertise your advertising dollars uh, into right and so one exception however would be um taking print into your own hands and so even as we're talking about print what like what if you actually did the printing on your own so rather than paying to be an advertiser you know in a in a bridal magazine what if you created your own printed collateral pieces like something like an actual wedding album distributed it to wedding venues in your local area this is this is more traditional advertising more print-based advertising that i could get behind right rather than you just hoping that your quarter page black and white ad uh, that you paid $500 for is going to actually convert someone. And that's really going to be more of the, you're established yourself. It's just that brand recognition. You've got dollars that you can put towards it that, that because you've already got leads coming into the door. Uh, it's really end game, right? And so it, you should invest in printed media. Um, if you've been around for a while, if you've got an established brand, if you've got leads coming in and you just want to really solidify your brand superiority, really solidify where you're at. All right. You guys, before we wrap up out of all of these things, there is one thing that you absolutely must do because we, we've been talking about all these different ways to generate leads in your business, all that kind of stuff. There is one thing that you absolutely must do if you are going to turn these leads into clients. Okay. We're again, we're talking, getting leads in the door. And now I want to just do a little mini pivot here and discuss, okay, fine. You, you've done some of these things. You've got leads coming in. How do you actually convert them in to clients? Right? So when I was first starting out shooting weddings, I worked a full-time job. So I was doing 40 weddings a year and I was working full-time as a motion graphics animator at this design studio. And so uh, every single night I would come home and I had this little black uh, notebook and I would write down uh, the new leads information that would e- that had emailed me that day, had messaged me on Facebook, Instagram that day. And so I would, I would write down uh, their name, their phone number, the wedding date in this little moleskin journal, okay? And so then the next day work, one day later, the next day at work, 12 hours later, um, when I was on lunch break, I would grab my little black moleskin journal and I would rush out the back office and I would hop into my car and I would drive from my, the parking lot of the design studio around back and I would park in this little, behind the design studio I worked at was this little coffee roasting company and I would park my car in their lot uh, and and I would sit there and open up my journal and I would call as many leads as I could get through on that page, right? And I would talk to each of them from anywhere from 15 minutes to up to 45 minutes a piece, and we connected, right? And if they didn't pick up, then I would leave a voicemail, and I would write on my little Moleskin journal, left voicemail, and then I would call back the next day. I didn't really have an app back at the time that I was keen on using. I just did all this with like pen and paper. And so over the week, I would leave up to three voicemails. And on the third voicemail, I would finally say, hi, Ashley, I know like how busy you must be. Um, I, what I'm going to do is I'm going to follow up uh, with a quick email as well, just in case email is a better way uh, to connect with you. So we'll talk soon. Cheers. Thanks. You guys, I cannot stress this enough. If you have a lead, email you. Then please, 
my goodness, please, please do not email them back with a PDF of your prices, with a PDF of your collection options and your contract. The only email that I sent the couples that I connected with over the phone was either driving instructions to meet or like Skype call instructions, okay? This is what caused our bookings to go through the roof. And you may think to yourself right now, gee, like that sounds like a lot of work. And to be honest, it is not. Like how, like, let's be real for a second. How many leads do you actually got coming into your inbox, right? How many leads a week do you got? Three, five, one? Look, if you got 20, then cool. Like if you're good, if you're booked up for this year and the following year, then good. You don't need to change your systems. Do what's working for you, right? But if you got one lead a week, one lead uh, every, every couple weeks, you got three leads a week, can you take 30 minutes each day to make a phone call to that lead? I'm telling you right now that you can. You just don't want to. And I know you don't want to, by the way. I'm calling you out your BS. I know you don't want to because I didn't want to either, right? Like, I didn't want to do it. We psych ourselves out, especially when it comes to, like, picking up the phone. Like, what if they what if they ask me a question that I don't know the answer to? What if I stumble through my words? Uh, what if they don't want to talk to me? What if I'm interrupting them? And so I'm going to be blunt here for a second at the risk of offending you. And so here we go. Are you ready? If you want to make money with your photography, then you must start treating it as a business. Let me say that again. If you actually want to make money with your photography, then you must start treating it as a business. There is a massive plague, not only in this industry, but in society at large. It says that choosing the most comfortable route of communication, even for things that deserve far greater personal finesse, is is the best option, right? So, Let me just put this bluntly. If you want to look like every other photographer out there, then email. If you want to be forgotten, then email. If you want to do the bare minimum work required, then email. If you don't really care whether your business wins or loses, then email. Email, you guys. But if you want something different, then you got to start practicing. Practice, practice, practice. Like these calls, they're going to be hard at first. But as you keep doing them, you're going to get better and better at at actually giving intangible value on the call and actually conveying the value that you have to offer them at creating genuine human interaction over the phone. I would not be where I am today without making this component a priority in my business. Okay, you guys? I've got a uh, I've got a massive phone script that you guys can actually check out. That's it's it's actually less of a script because it's not like word for word, but it's a it's a it's a phone template that you can use that you can plug into your business to really help make these calls far less scary. That you can step through this thing right one step at a time. And I gotta tell you guys, it's freaking gold. Like I I, I know I made it and all, and that may sound a little. Uh, uh, I don't know what the word is. Arrogant. There's the word. It's it's just because I know it's just good. I've like thousands of photographers have gone through it, and I it's so good. So go check this out. It's in the show notes. Uh, a, a link there um, for the phone script. So check that out, you guys. Whew. All right. This was just day one of this series, okay? This was this was episode one of our seven-part series uh, on business crash course uh, as for a six-figure business. You guys, later on uh, across the seven episodes I'm going to do, uh, we're going to be getting into a number of other things, um, how to build out your collections, how to scale your business, pricing strategy and structure to increase your revenue. Next week, I'm going to be diving into the number one tool that you have for your business. This generates thousands of dollars every single year. We're going to be doing a full breakdown on your website, what makes a successful website. Because if you don't have a successful website, you're going to be hard pressed. We're going to dive in. We're going to analyze. We're going to review. I cannot wait for next week, you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of the Six Figure Photography Podcast. If you want everything that I just talked about today and the next seven days, and you want to get this directly dropped to your inbox, you guys, you can get the full uh, written out sky images, diagrams, uh, more thoughts. You can get all of that at sixfigurephotography.com forward slash start. It is free. It is a free course for you guys. I'm doing it here on the podcast because I want to be able to add on a few more thoughts for you guys for you to hear me talk through this stuff. But if you want it all directly right now in your inbox, sixfigurephotography.com 
photography.com forward slash start. It's a free seven-day crash course. You guys, thank you so much for tuning in, and I will see you in the next episode. Thanks, everyone. Thank you.